Chapter 3, Part 2 of The Making of a Nation. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Today's reading by Tim Perkins. The Making of a Nation The Beginnings of Israel's History by Charles Foster Kent. Chapter 3, Part 2. 4. The ways in which society deals with the criminal. Cain's punishment was banishment rather than imprisonment. What was the fate that Cain specially feared? Cain and Abel in the original story, some writers believe, represented tribes. See the Historical Bible, Part 1, page 44. Among nomadic peoples in the early East, as today, the punishment of murder was left to the family or tribe of the murdered man. Was this just or effective? The same crude method of avenging wrongs is found in the vendetta of Italy and the family feuds in certain sparsely settled regions in the United States. The survival of this institution is today one of the greatest obstacles to civilization in those regions. Why? In most criminal legislation, the chief emphasis is placed on punishment. For example, thieves are punished with imprisonment. Why? A radical change in public opinion is now taking place. The prevailing method of dealing with crimes advocated by penologists today is the protection of society if possible by the reform of the criminal. Does this method protect society effectually? Why is it that criminals generally prefer a definite term in prison rather than an indefinite sentence with the possibility of release in less than half the time? Which method of treatment is best in the end for the wrongdoer? It is important to distinguish clearly between the private and official attitude toward the criminal. As individuals who cannot know the motives, we should heed the maxim of Jesus, Judge not. As public officials whose duty it is to protect society, we are under obligation to deal firmly and effectively with the criminal. What would probably have been the result had Cain confessed his crime? God was far more lenient even with the unrepentant Cain than were his fellow men. Did God, however, remit Cain's sentence? Cain said, I shall become a fugitive and a wanderer on the face of the earth. Was this sense of being an outcast the most painful element in Cain's punishment? All crime thus, in a sense, brings its own punishment. If in placing upon Cain a tribal mark, thereby protecting him from being killed, God apparently aimed to give him an opportunity to reform, the clear implication is that the divine love and care still follow him. That love and that care never cease toward even the most depraved. Compare Jesus' attitude toward the criminal, as illustrated in his ministry, and especially in his dealing with the woman taken in adultery. His forgiveness of the woman's sin did not cancel the social results, but gave her a new basis for right living in the future. She realized that someone believed in her, is this one of the most important influences today in assisting weak men and in redeeming criminals? Henry Drummond, when asked the secret of his success with men, said, I love men. 5. How to deal with criminals. The purpose of criminal legislation and administration is clearly the protection of society. The criminals are punished not for the mere sake of the punishment or for vengeance, but to deter them from further crime or to serve as a warning to others.
Only on this account can punishment be justified. To prove an effective warning, the punishment for crime should be certain, prompt, and just. For these reasons, effective police, upright judges, and fair methods of procedure are absolutely essential. Efforts should be made not to influence the courts by public opinion, and the pernicious prejudgment of cases by popular newspapers should be discountenanced. The surest method of stopping a criminal's dangerous activity is to reform him, to give him a new and absorbing interest. Experience at our best reformatories shows that with the indeterminate sentence, a very large majority of young criminals can be transformed into safe and useful citizens. This method is both cheaper and more effective than direct punishment for fixed terms. 6. The Prevention of Crime The best method of dealing with crime is that of prevention. The work of protecting society against crime should begin with arousing parents to the sense of their responsibilities and by training them thoroughly in the duties of parenthood. Philanthropic agencies, the church, the schools, the state, may do much by both training character and by removing temptation. The maintenance of good economic conditions, provisions for wholesome amusements, improved sanitation, all tend to remove pernicious influences and strengthen the power of resistance to temptation. The public press and the theater, which are at times exceedingly harmful agencies, may and should be transformed into active moral forces. In furthering all these reform measures and preventative movements, each individual has a personal responsibility and, as an active citizen, he may render most important service. The home, the school, the church and the state all touch the individual on every side and create and together control the influences that make or unmake character. Questions for further consideration. What was the effect of Cain's anger upon his own life? Gladstone said, I do not have time to hate anybody. In what way do anger and hatred hamper one's greatest usefulness? Do you believe in the modern theories regarding the effect of jealousy and hatred upon the body? Is capital punishment at times a necessity? What is the most effective argument which can be used to restore honor and manhood to a criminal? Is there any particular agency at work in your community to assist men who have committed crimes? Is the chief object of punishment to avenge the wrong, to punish the criminal, to deter others from committing similar crimes, or to reclaim the wrongdoer? Subjects for further study 1. The effect of the Semitic law of blood revenge upon a. the criminal, b. society, and c. possible criminals. Kent, Israel's Law and Legal Precedents, page 91 and 114 to 116. Smith, Religion of the Semites, pages 72 and 420. 2. Mrs. Ballington Booth's work for released prisoners. After prison, what? 3. 
the practical effects of the indeterminate sentence. Reports of the Prison Reform Association. 4. Influence of Contract Prison Labor. American Magazine, 1912. Issues from January, February, March, and April. End of Chapter 3. Recorded by Tim Perkins of Sugarland, Texas.